हेलो दर्शन महाराजा हियर वेलकमिंग यू टू एपिसोड नंबर थर्टी ऑफ द एलिवेटर चैट सीरीज ऑफ आर कैनेडियन जर्नी अ कपल ऑफ डेज अगो आई कॉट अ कन्वर्सेशन बिटवीन एनडीपी लीडर जगमीत सिंह एंड अ टॉक शो होस्ट ऑन अ रेडियो स्टेशन दे आर लाइव ऑन द स्टेशन एंड वॉट मिस्टर सिंह सेट स्ट्रक मी एज ऑड द स्टार्टिंग पॉइंट ऑफ द डिस्कशन वॉज the ndp motion to remove gst on heating which got defeated as you know explaining his rationale mr singh said the following and it's not a 100% verbatim quote but i think i have got it almost exactly verbatim let us settle for the famous number of 97% in relation to everything climate related he said that there should be no gst on essentials and nothing is as essential as heating in a cold country like canada now we can all agree with this i think there can be a rare consensus in canada on this uh, statement but it caught my ear because i don't believe i have ever heard him say something similar in relation to carbon tax the simple reality is that any tax or levy will have the effect of increasing the cost to consumer whether for heating or anything else but if heating is an essential in canada which we all agree that it is then carbon tax has the same effect on the cost to consumer as gst does in fairness mr singh and his party had supported the recent motion by the conservatives to freeze the increases in carbon tax for the next few years but from its inception carbon tax has received enthusiastic support from mr singh one can only conclude that mr singh believes that how a tax impacts on consumers depends on what name we give to it he also said during this discussion that the liberals and the conservatives are opposed to the ndp motion of exempting heating from gst because they are in the pocket of the oil and gas industry i found it difficult to unscramble the logic here if there is any how does the imposition of gst benefit the oil and gas industry such that its removal would be to the detriment of the oil and gas industry which now the conservatives and liberals are presumably um trying to protect if anything the increased cost to consumers has the potential to reduce demand when you impose a tax on it and in fact that is the very justification being offered in the case of carbon tax once again i am led to believe that in mr singh's dimension the effect of a tax is determined by the name we give to it if we call it carbon tax then it has the effect of lowering co2 emissions and only that effect it does not create or add to the financial hardships of the users and if we call it gst then supposedly it fills the coffers of the producers doesn't it get passed on to the government by those business entities that collected it from the users as all the same people have been shouting from the rooftops for years and years imposing carbon tax to save the planet makes life more expensive for people if you want to make life less expensive 
then limiting the tax exemption to GST doesn't help. And if one wanted to be proactive about this, one would have spoken out against carbon tax when it was being brought in or being raised annually. One would have pointed to other countries that have managed to reduce CO2 emissions without burdening their people with a cost. And then one would have advocated for those approaches, with or without modification, to be adopted in Canada. But the plain thing, in my opinion anyway, is that Mr. Singh's two stances, the earlier one in favor of increasing Canadians' cost of living to reduce CO2 emissions, and the current one proposing to help Canadians via GST exemption on heating, both these stances stem from political considerations and not practical ones. A lot of people, Mr. Singh included, convinced themselves because they thought this would accrue to their political slash electoral benefit that the only way to reduce CO2 emissions is by making life unaffordable. And that now that life has become unaffordable, they believe that it is to their political slash electoral benefit to create the impression that they are here to help. In Mr. Singh's case, he is trying to conceal his complicity and his duplicity, in my opinion, by evoking emotions along the lines of class. You know how he keeps harping on the billionaire CEOs and greedy gallon. Even in this discussion, he made a reference to that type. He said, uh, the billionaire corporations, despite my general irritation at everything that he had said up to that moment, I couldn't help but smile because only individuals can be billionaires. At the most, you can stretch that description to families, but that's it. A corporation can have billions of dollars of revenues or even profits or cash sitting in the bank, but that doesn't make it a billionaire corporation. Here is my bottom line on this. It doesn't matter what you think of the NDP or its leader in terms of their policy stance on anything. It doesn't even matter if you love or abhor the political left. What does matter in my opinion is that their ideas should not be an incoherent jumble of fantasies, fallacies and fabrications. Each and every serious political party needs to be capable of bringing usable ideas to the table. And since Mr. Singh became the leader of the NDP, that party has become devoid of usable ideas and has therefore become a deeply unserious political party. That is the most damaging part of this whole situation. Let me know what you think about this. I will see you in the next episode. Until then, goodbye and be well.